Okay, San Francisco, damn, I thank you for tuning in. Didi LaFrac, keep it real, won't you tell it like it is. Bohemian woman up in San Francisco, talking life plenty convo. Super honest, you already know, the dopest, coolest podcast, yo. Yeah, sharing her life, her stories, I hope you ready, sit back, relax. The sexiest woman is Bohemian Trophy Widow, Didi LaFrac, Hey. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's San Francisco Dam. I am Didi. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, September 12th, 2022. I'm now doing three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So today let's call it Manic Monday. I love Mondays. I love every day of the week. Typically, this would have been the LaFrac report where I gave condensed updates of what's been going on. And I'd like to Share to new listeners, thank you for being here, that I've been doing this, this is the third summer. I began this platform to inform the world of what was going on in my Tenderloin district right around the time where we had a very extreme dystopian C-19 lockup, a curfew. That's when San Francisco changed for the worst. The downward spiral began then. So I was dedicated to podcasting daily. Now that this is the ninth season, 906 episodes, I'm doing three times a week. Today's show, I'm talking about meeting San Francisco's most famous dope fiend on the street. Yeah, I I met San Francisco's most famous dope fiend, drug addict, junkie, however you would want to define this person. I will describe her. I am not going to name her. I will not provide any links because I don't want to enable that because she's not getting well. This woman is a white woman, biological female. Let's call her Jane. Jane has been enabled, supported for years now. She was getting coddled before I came to the scene doing podcasting. This woman has had a reporter following her around for a year. This woman has used probably over a million dollars worth of city funds to support her being a drug addict. I would see this woman before I knew who she was as a San Francisco coddled white female junkie. I would see her in the tenderloin behaving poorly because she's a drug addict, basically living on the sidewalks. My friends who work at Macy's know her from regularly looting that store. She is a shoplifter and a drug addict, and she is famous mainly because she's white. What happens in life, well, except for black people, black people don't uphold this, but every other race are nice to people who look like them. White people are nice to other white people because they look like them. nature's bias. Asian people are nice to other Asian people. Now, if this woman Jane was a black woman, she would not be getting the queen treatment that she gets here in San Francisco because there are a lot of white, helpful liberals who have a heart for white junkies. That is what it is. I do not begrudge them their biases and who they choose to support. That's up to them. She was pulling a wheeled piece of luggage, that's what they do, a wheeled piece of luggage, which is probably stolen, or a baby carriage. The baby carriage is what they use to steal and cart things around. So I said, hey, aren't you Jane? Yeah. I have to give Jane credit. 
For a druggie living on the street, she is polite. She has good manners. And I said, you know, a lot of people are worried about you. She says, yeah, I know. I said, I've seen you in the newspapers. I know this business owner. I won't name him. He's always coddling you, feeding you, putting you on Twitter. There are a lot of people who care about you. When are you going to get it together? That's what I said. When are you going to get it together? I ran into her yesterday, Sunday, across the street from the Civic Center's Farmer's Market. So I ran into her on Hyde at uh, Fulton. Hyde at Fulton, right across from the farmer's market. I was carrying heavy stuff, a watermelon, some green bell peppers, some tomatoes, some grapes, some almonds. Let's see, what else did I get? Peaches, delicious stuff, flowers. I said I have a relative who is a junkie, too. I use the word junkie in front of her. Like, a junkie is a mentally ill drug addict. I have a relative, well, rest in paradise. She was my family bully. I didn't tell Jane this. I produced the funeral for my family bully. She was an incorrigible junkie. She turned very mean because I didn't enable her with any donations. I didn't believe her crap. And she ended up hating me. I would go back to Milwaukee. She bullied me. She would assault me, like kick me under tables and throw things at me when people (sighs) couldn't see. I'm an empathetic, humanistic person, but when you are abused by a certain uh, section of the population, you don't have very warm feelings for them, and these are my experiences. I'm talking for three people, me, myself, and I, but anyway, I digress. Back to Jane, the famous dope fiend, and she's like, yeah, I know. I said, everybody's worried about you. Yeah, I know. I said, do you know, as a white woman, how much support you get? And if you were black, you wouldn't be getting all this support. She said, yeah, I know. I said, here I am, a black woman giving you advice. What do you think about it? Well, uh, and I said, well, my relative died and I planned the funeral and I got their death certificate and they had a high level of narcotics in their system. So if you don't clean up, you're going to die. Yeah, I know. She said, yeah, I know. My boyfriend died in April. I said, so when are you going to accept the help? That everybody's offering you. When are you going to turn yourself in and get some help? Yeah, well, um, you, you see what I'm talking about? It's up to them. But most of them aren't going to say, hey, I need help. Either they're going to die or it has to be forced on them. The help has to be forced on them. And if you didn't know, new listener, San Francisco is America's junkie crash pad, the premier Junkie crash pad, especially for entitled white people. They know they can come here. It's a person of color city, about 40% Asian, small percentage of black, uh, lots of Hispanic people, all sorts of different Asians. So the whites come out here and lord it. It's like lord of the flies. Even the junkies on the sidewalk think they're better than an Asian person driving a Mercedes. That is what it is. We ended after we walked about a block together. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She's going to keep using her white privilege. She says, she told me she gets recognized everywhere. She knows she's famous. She was in the Chronicle. She gets fed by restaurant owners. People give her money. People give her food. And she's slowly committing suicide in full view of everybody, which is not. And she's slowly, she's slowly committing suicide in full view of everybody, which I am not going to share any links, nothing. I don't really want you. Having this conversation with this entitled, pampered druggie 
it just made me feel that what I'm doing is correct. I am demystifying what it is. I don't enable them. I'm glad she didn't ask me for a handout because I'm like, honey, you're a white, famous junkie. Everybody's supporting you to basically kill yourself. The best thing that you can do, in my humble opinion, is tough love it out so you don't have that guilty conscience because you gave somebody $20 and then they end up overdosing. So I have no guilt that I did not enable my deceased druggy relative with money. She hated me for it. She hated the fact that I didn't give her money. She hated the fact that I didn't believe her lies, that she wasn't a junkie. Like when they are very far gone, they can't even admit that they have a hardcore narcotics addiction. So, Manic Monday in San Francisco on San Francisco social media. It is, uh, y'all, I really love to laugh. The, the links are coming in fast and furious. People are showing how the city is continuing to degenerate, but then there are the phonies that say they take a, a, a shot like from way far off, and they're like, look at this, San Francisco so beautiful. I can't give up on it. San Francisco has given up on the citizens. Well, the city, city hall is. They, they are shoplifting, looting stores out of existence in the Mission District. They are using the sidewalks as toilets on the west side of San Francisco. They are building tweaker uh, construction in the area called the Embarcadero, which is an elite promenade near Fisherman's Wharf, near the ferry building. The city is folding within itself. Downtown is like a ghost town. Some select neighborhoods are lively, but still, it's like my analogy of the mansion with the cockroaches in the kitchen that you do not eradicate, and then they eventually end up infesting the entire house and blah, 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 blah. Wednesday, I'll be going down memory lane. I'll be pulling a wonderful story out of my long history here in San Fran Fentanyl. I'm here since the 1980s. So thank you guys. I know that a lot of you got used to listening to me every day. So I had to slowly get you unused to that. That's why I took a little break. And then I took a little, I started and stopped. Now it is three times a week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I am Dee Dee Dam. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.